Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gear, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Prince Harry, Lena Waithe, Marla Gibbs, Dolly Parton, Biz Marquis, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Just tuning in for the first time, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 And press the number 1 Also, we're on Facebook Like us Go to www.facebook.com Slash thatsentertainment.radio Follow us on Twitter At thatsentertain1 That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain And the number 1 You can also follow me on Twitter At stiletto14 That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O And the number 14 And you can also follow me on Instagram At T Jones Gibbs. Right now, the current temperature and the NYs are mostly cloudy, 84 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for your support. Thank you for hanging out there and, and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, you know, we uh, also want to celebrate uh BTR being being the show been here for the longest we've been on the air since 2009 so I want to also thank all my listeners out there for their support and uh, for all these years being here on BTR so thank you once again for all your love and support this week we're going to be talking about uh, Prince Harry uh, he just announced that he's going to be doing a memoir uh, it's supposed to be due later this no in late in 2022 and a lot of people are wondering what is he going to put in his uh, memoir. I know that the royal family are a little nervous, but according to this, it doesn't seem like he's talking or bad-mouthing his uh, family. He's just talking about his experience as a prince, growing up royal, uh, being a father, a husband. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, um, Marla Gibbs, congratulations. She's uh, just got her... Hollywood Walk of Fame star, but apparently uh, she didn't anticipate the weather. Apparently she appeared to have suffered from heat exhaustion in the middle of her acceptance speech. We're going to be talking about that. Also, Dolly Parton is giving her husband a real treat. I'll tell you what she uh, planned, what she did plan on doing. This was something that she was talking about 
for a long time in doing, and I'll tell you what that is. And uh, rapper Biz Markie, we lost another uh, rap icon that we just lost last week. Um, there was rumored that uh, they there was talk about his death a couple of weeks prior to that, but that was a rumor. But this time, uh, he did die from a, a series of complications from diabetes. We're going to be remembering the rapper Biz Marquee. And uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, also, uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the Sports Illustrated cover. We got uh, one athlete, one transgender, and a rapper that's gracing the cover of this year's uh uh, magazine and uh, Steve Harvey is getting ready to return to host the Miss Universe and uh, rapper oh Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett are coming together for one last time to celebrate his birthday and it's going to take place all next month so let's get started uh, Prince Harry is reportedly working on a memoir due for release in late 2022 a random house the publisher for the Duke of Sussex described the book as an intimate and heartfelt memoir. Uh, Prince Harry will share for the very first time the the definitive account of the experience, adventures, losses, and life lessons that have helped shape him. Uh, That's what the company had said, the publishing company had said on Monday. Uh, covering his lifetime in this public eye from childhood to the present day, including his dedication to service, the military duty that twice took him to the front lines of Afghanistan, and the joy he had found in being a husband and father. Prince Harry will offer an honest and captivating personal portrait, one that shows readers that behind everything they think they know lies an inspiring and uh, courageous and uplifting human story. The Prince will don't... Oh, wow, we got some bad weather here in the New York area. I don't know if you guys heard the the thunderstorm, but, uh, yeah, it's thundering lightning here in the Big Apple. Um, but, yeah, as I was saying... Um, the Prince will donate a portion of the proceeds to charity. Uh, Random House uh, stated that uh, that further financial details of the publishing arrangement was not disclosed. Um, and again, uh, it's supposed to cover his lifetime in the public eye from childhood to the present day, including his dedication to service. And um, he's going to offer a very honest and captivating personal portrait, one that shows readers that behind everything they think they know uh, and and try to uplift the human story. Uh, Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan, are becoming a true literary couple as they continue breaking away from the British royal family. Uh, Megan published a children's book with Random House last month, and the couple also have a production deal with Netflix. It's unknown how the memoir will approach more current event in Prince Harry's life. Uh, earlier in 2021, he and Megan sat down for an explosive interview with Oprah Winfrey that touched on, in part, the Prince feelings that the rest of the family was rejecting both Megan and the couple's children, Archie and Little Bed. 
because of Megan's biracial identity, which spurred the two stepping away from their royal duties and moving to California. Uh, both Prince Charles and Prince William's Harry father and brother have reportedly denied all of Harry's claims. Uh, writer, actress Lena Waithe is bringing uh, a sitcom icon back from Beyond the Grave for a new documentary project. She's going to bring back the Mary Tyler Moore story. Uh, the Master of None star will develop the film through her Hillman grad production firm alongside bosses at Endeavor Content who have acquired the rights to Moore's life from the late actress estate executors. The documentary will serve as the first authorized recap of Moore's life, exploring her rise to fame on the Dick Van Dyke show and how she used her own sitcom, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, to challenge gender stereotypes in the 1970s. Being Married, the Mary Tyler Moore documentary will be directed by Soul of a Nation helmer James Adolphus, who, with Wade serving as a producer alongside Moore widower Robert Levine. The documentary is expected to be released next year. Moore died in 2017 at the age of 80. And Marla Gibbs eagerly anticipated Hollywood Walk of Fame induction ceremony was briefly interrupted Tuesday as the 90-year-old guest of honor appeared to suffer from heat exhaustion in the middle of her acceptance speech. The actress and singer, famous for her roles in classic TV sitcoms like The Jefferson and 227, was set to receive the 2,600 at 2,698 stars from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce at the event held outside the El Capitan Entertainment Center on Hollywood Boulevard, which was attended by television producer Norman Lear and actress Tisha Campbell, who made earlier speeches. After thanking the event organizers and Lear, Gibb paused and closed her eyes as the temperature in Los Angeles rose to 88 degrees in the afternoon sun. Her son quickly stepped in to catch her from falling. A chair was rushed to the stage where Gibbs was then seated and then later moved to an indoor facility. The event was broadcast live through the Hollywood Walk of Fame website. The event continued after a half-hour delay. And Dolly Parton gave a special treat to her husband on his birthday. As Carl Thomas Dean celebrated his birthday on Monday, July 20th, the country music legend recreated her Playboy cover to surprise her longtime spouse. Making use of her Instagram account to reveal the birthday gift for her husband, the 75-year-old diva appeared in a video showing her slipping into a similar outfit she wore in her 1978 Playboy cover. Her costume included a black strapless bodysuit and black bunny ears with a pink and white bow tie as well as black arm sleeves. She said, quote, today is July 20th, my husband Carl's birthday, and you're probably wondering why I'm dressed like this. By recreating her Playboy cover, the actress also fulfilled her wish to pose for Playboy magazine when she was 75 years old. 
She said, quote, remember some time back I said I was going to pose for Playboy magazine when I was 75. Well, I'm 75, and they don't have a magazine anymore, but my husband always loved the original cover of Playboy, so I was trying to think of something to do to make him happy, unquote. In the caption, Dolly said that it was a part of her attempt to make it always hashtag hot girl summer for her husband, Carl. She additionally gave a birthday shout-out to him, writing, quote, happy birthday my love, unquote. Yeah, Dolly Parton did that. She dressed as a Playboy bunny, videotaped it on her Instagram, and uh, says this was something she wanted to do. She wanted to do on her 75th birthday, and she did it. <laughs> she did it. Uh, rapper Biz Marquis who was most famous for his iconic hit, Just a Friend, has died after a series of complications from diabetes that that he's been fighting for more than a year. Uh, A family source had uh, told uh, TMZ that uh, Biz passed away in a Baltimore hospital at 7.25 p.m. last Friday. Uh, They were told by his wife, Tara Hall, that uh, she held his hand as he took his last breath, and the nursing staff was there to support his family and tell them how strong he was through his fight. A rep for Biz uh, said that, quote, we are grateful for the many calls and prayers of support that we have received during the difficult time. Biz created a legacy of artistry that will forever be celebrated by his industry peers and his beloved fans whose lives he was able to touch through music spanning over 35 years. He leaves behind a wife, many family members, and close friends who will miss his vibrant personality, constant jokes, and frequent banter. TMZ broke the story that Biz was hospitalized last summer for an ailment his rep told was related to his type 2 diabetes. And at the time, his rep said that he was recovering uh he was he was receiving the best care from an amazing team of medical professionals and that he remained positive about the outcome. However, his condition remained somewhat of a mystery until April when Big Daddy Kane, another hip-hop icon, made an appearance on The Breakfast Club telling the show's host that Biz was doing better and in a physical rehab facility. And throughout his hospital stay, rumors had swirled that Biz was in a coma, but the source said that that was never the case. He was born in Harlem, New York. Biz first made a name for himself nationally and internationally in 1989 when his single Just a Friend became a top 40 hit in multiple countries and went platinum. The rapper career took off after that. He he started acting, he did comedy, he DJ, and he produced music. Biz was just 57 years old. Rest in peace to Biz Marquis. Uh, yeah, when he passed away, uh, it was like who's who of the hip-hop community came out and was uh, saying their condolences and uh, saying rest in peace to Biz. I know LL Cool J had posted a video on his social media account saying how uh, Biz was the first one that he worked with when he came out into the industry and that, you know, he was not just a, a uh, a, uh, a peer, a peer, one of his peers in the industry, but a close friend, and who you know were friends—not just peers in the industry, but just good close friends. 
and um, he's definitely going to be missed. You know, we just lost DMX and now Biz Marquis. So, yeah, we're losing a lot of our hip-hop icons. And, uh, yeah, it's just amazing. And, again, um, there was talk about Biz had passed away weeks prior to this, but then it ended up being um, a rumor. But now um, it, it just came to pass that he didn't make it, so... Rest in peace. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it or want to know when I broadcast live, just hit the click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when we broadcast live. Also, if you want to follow us, uh, we're on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain one That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on uh, Twitter at Stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Um also uh this week uh there is a story about mm, about Tommy Chung uh, and it was it's a very interesting one um you know Tommy Chung who is a one-time cannabis enthusiast and comedian he had his mind blown by the fact that Paul Allen Hawkins was sentenced to only eight months in the camp on a felony charge after storming the U.S. Capitol with a mob attempting to stop the certification of the 2020 presidential election. He tweeted on Monday saying, uh, quote, damn, I got nine months for selling bongs. Now, Hawkins was sentenced on Monday morning for his role in the January 6th uprising by Donald Trump loyalists who didn't believe their candidate lost the election. The 38-year-old Tampa Bay man amid making his way into the building was a foolish decision on his part. The judge in the case called the violent uprising an assault on democracy, and Chong, who is now 83, was sentenced to nine months at a California federal when he was an, was an inmate from October of 2003 to July of 2004. He pleaded guilty to selling marijuana smoking paraphernalia on the Internet through his family-owned company, Nice Dreams Enterprises. His cellmate was stock mar- uh, market swindler uh, Jordan Belfort, who became known as the Wolf of Wall Street thanks to a tell-all. Chong reportedly encouraged him to write Martin Scorsese turned that book into a 2013 movie. Nightstream was the name of the uh, popular 1981 film from the comedy duo Cheech and Chong, which also starred funny man Cheech Marin. But you know why. You know why, Tommy Chung, why you got more than this uh, man who uh, was part of the uh, insurrection of the Capitol. But you know why. Let me just leave it there. Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett are ready to strike a chord with their hometown fans. The Star Power singing duo will perform two concerts at Manhattan's famed Radio City Music Hall next month ahead of their new album, 
Gaga announced this this past Monday. The One Last Time concert will take place August 3rd on Tony Bennett's birthday and on August 9th. The Manhattan-born Gaga and the Long Island City, Queens-born Bennett released their first joint album, Cheek to Cheek, in 2014 and toured together the next year with multiple performances at Radio City Music Hall in June of 2015. Bennett has revealed in a AARP interview that he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2016. Tickets for the next month's show goes on sale to the general public through the Live Nation website on Thursday beginning at 10 p.m. City card members will be able to buy tickets beginning Wednesday at 10 p.m. Attendees will have to show proof of full COVID-19 vaccination. A release date for Gaga and Bennett's second album together has been, hasn't been has been announced. And another person has publicly called out Megan Kelly over her comments on Naomi Osaka's Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue cover, which was unveiled on Monday, July 19. MJ Day, the editors for the magazine, criticized the TV host while showing support to the tennis star. During the People Every Day podcast on Tuesday, July 20th, Day told host Janine Rubenstein that Kelly's action towards Osaka was a form of bullying. She also believed that the athlete did nothing wrong. Kelly initially slammed Osaka for doing the magazine photo shoot after she withdrew from the French Open earlier this year because of a mental health issue that prevented her from attending mandatorial conference press. In response to that, Day explained, quote, saying, first of all, we that they did the shoot back in December of 2020, adding that Osaka had shot her uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover months before the whole issue. The editor also emphasized the fact that it's an Instagram story post on her account. Um, she said, quote, Megan's, uh, Megan Kelly here is a time stamp. She said, quote, Megan Kelly here is a time stamp from our shoot with Naomi Osaka in December. Please direct your comments somewhere else. Now, Kelly and Saka feuded on social media after the Megyn Kelly Show host reacted to conservative sports pundit Clay Travis' tweet that read, quote, since saying she's too introverted to talk to the media after the tennis matches, Naomi Osaka has launched a reality show, a Barbie, and now is on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue. And then she replied, let's not forget the cover of Vogue Japan and Time Magazine. Hitting back at Kelly, Osaka, Osaka wrote on Twitter, quote, seeing as you are a journalist, I would I would assume you would take this time to research what the lead times are for magazines. If you did that, you wouldn't have found out I shot all the, my covers last year. Instead, your first reaction is to hop on here and spew negativity. Do better, Megan, unquote. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand why... Uh, First of all, this uh, sports pundit, Clay Travis, uh, that's not the same. Um, first of all, uh, doing a putting doing a, a magazine cover and launching a reality show and put and having a doll created in your image is not the same thing. What she went through, this young woman was. Uh, they would ask her questions that had nothing to do with tennis. 
you know, and they find her. They find her, so that would, that caused her to drop out of the both matches. Um, and after a while, you know, you get asked the same crazy questions over and over again to a point where it starts to mess with you mentally. So that has nothing to do with her putting out a, a, a magazine cover, having a doll put out, or, you know, that's not the same thing. I wouldn't put it in the same category. But there's always somebody out here that's trying to uh, make a point, and it has and it's irrelevant. And as far as Megyn Kelly is concerned, you know, she really, I mean, can we really take Megyn Kelly seriously? I mean, she lost her show because she thought that, uh, her talk show, because she thought that uh, there was nothing wrong with blackface. Here, a grown woman in in this day and age don't see nothing wrong with blackface. So can we really take Megyn Kelly seriously? Right now, she just lost all credibility, my concern. So we just have to ignore her. And then, and then she has the uh, – and then they gave her a radio show. She has a show on Sirius XM. So – I wouldn't take her uh, seriously, you know. She, we just have to cancel her out for the time being. Um, Steve Harvey has booked a return to Miss Universe. The stepfather of Lori Harvey, who skipped the 2020 beauty pageant, will host this year's show that will take place in. Uh, let me see if I pronounce this right. Elot, Israel, in December of 2021. The Celebrity Family Feud host, who famously said that the wrong name while announcing the winner of Miss Universe back in 2015, confirmed the report via Twitter on Tuesday, July 20th, saying, quote, we're back, Miss Universe. Steve had fronted the beauty pageant from 2015 to 2019. However, he was replaced by actor uh, Mario Lopez and former winner of Miss Universe, 2012 Olivia Copo in the 69th edition. The pageant will be held just seven months after Miss Mexico Andrea Meza was crowned in May. She was named the Miss Universe 2020 after the competition had to be postponed for more than a year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The three-hour event will broadcast live on Fox in the United States and also in 180 countries and territories across the globe. Right now, we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, rapper uh, Takachi69. Uh, he appeared to be in need of a new security team uh, after five of his bodyguards were indicted on charges, including robbery and false impersonation. Also, um, Harvey Weinstein is en route to Los Angeles to face a separate set of sexual assault charges. Jeff Bezos has landed safely back to Earth with his crew after fulfilling his childhood dream to travel in space. And the son of hip-hop mogul Dr. Dre is joining forces with the kids of Snoop Dogg and Swiss B for his debut movie role. And singer Cole Thomas, Donnell Jones, and Dave Hollister are joining forces for a new R&B supergroup. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from BTS and Permission to Dance, and congratulations to them. They got another number one hit. Permission to Dance replaced their other number one hit, Butter, that was on the Billboard Top 100 for seven weeks in a row at number one. So congratulations to them. Uh, rapper Tekashi 69 appeared to be in need of a new security team after five of his bodyguards were indicted on charges including robbery and false impersonation. The security guards are accused of using flash flashing lights on their vehicles as they chased down a man in Harlem, New York last August and cornered him after talking, taking issue rather with the guy filming Takashi on his cell phone. According to authorities, the suspect illegally confiscated the victim's phone and destroyed it. At one point, allegedly threatened him with a stun gun before speeding away as an unmarked police car arrived on the scene. The five guards, including one retired New York Police Department detective, was indicted on Monday, July 19. Takashi, real name Daniel Hernandez, was not charged in the incident. An incarcerated uh, Harvey Weinstein is en route to Los Angeles to face a separate set of sexual assault charges. The disgraced movie mogul has been serving his 23-year sentence for two felony sex crime convictions in New York since March of 2020. But on Tuesday, July 20th, he boarded a federal plane to California more than a month after his Extradition, extradition was approved. He stands accused of sexual assaulting five different women in Beverly Hills and Los Angeles over the course of a decade. Weinstein was indicted on a total of 11 charges related to the alleged incident in April of 2021. He has denied any wrongdoing, claiming all of his sexual encounters were consensual, but if convicted of the latest counts, he could be sentenced to 140 years to life in prison. Weinstein is Expected to appear in court for an arrangement hearing as early as today. His extradition uh, came a week after his divorce from Georgina Chapman was finalized. Jeff Basil has landed safely back to Earth with his crew after fulfilling his childhood dreams to travel to space. The billionaire businessman and founder of Amazon and private space flight company Blue Origin blasted into space on Tuesday, July 20th in the first crew flight of spacecraft New Shepard. Basil was joined in the mission by his younger brother Mark, Dutch teenager Oliver Damon, who's 18, and the 82-year-old female aerospace space pioneer Wally Funk, the youngest and oldest person to travel to space, respectively. <coughs> Excuse me. According to the BBC, the spacecraft lifted off at 9.12 Eastern Daylight Time from a private launch site near Van Horn, Texas. Once they reached the atmosphere above Earth, Bezos and his fellow astronauts had a reported four minutes to leave their seat, to flow around the cabin, and take in the view. They parachute back down to the West Texas desert 11 minutes later. <coughs> Excuse me. And after the capsule touched down, uh, Jeff Bezos said that um, astronaut Bezos, best day ever. 
Now, the four space uh, Voyager became the first people to lift off aboard the New Shepard rocket built by the entrepreneur's private space flight company, Blue Origin. Now, um, uh, the members of the group called the Mercury 13, they underwent the same screening test as the male astronauts but never got to fly into space. Now, uh, the teenager, Damon, who was Blue Origin's first paying passenger, replaced an anonymous person who had bid $28 million for a seat on the flight but later deter- uh, deferred the place due to scheduling conflict, despite being aware of the flight schedule day before making their bid. And the Sons of Hip Hop mogul Dr. Dre is joining forces with the kids of Snoop Dogg and Swiss Beat for their debut movie role. Courage Young will appear alongside Swiss eldest Nasir Dean in coming of an age drama called Charge It to the Game, while Snoop Kids Julian Brodus will play a younger version of Curtis' character, Kong. In addition to acting on screen, Curtis, who raps under the name Hood Surgeon, will also help to write the score for the film, and this is according to TMZ. He has previously tried to break into Hollywood by audition to portray his own dad in 2015 NWA biopic Straight Outta Compton, although the role eventually went to Black Klansman star Corey Hawkins. Curtis casting came months after his father recovered from a brain aneurysm. And singer Carl Thomas, Donnell Jones, and Dave Hollister are joining forces for a new R&B supergroup. The music veterans who each enjoyed their heyday in the 1990s and early 2000s have come together to form The Shy, a nod to their shared native city of Chicago, Illinois. The stars each broke the news to fans via social media alongside a photo of the new trio. The new trio has yet to announce when fans can expect to hear the first group collaboration. They were not the only R&B, group, group, uh, R&B supergroup formed amid the COVID-19 pandemic, though. Anderson Pack joined forces with Bruno Mars as Silk Sonnet duo who have come up with Leave the Door Open. Megan Thee Stallion has landed one of three coveted Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition covers. The three-time Grammy-winning rapper who coined the phrase Hot Girl Summer is certainly living up to it as she sizzled on the front of the magazine annual Swimsuit Edition while wearing a light brown bikini with strappy cutout top and high-cut string bottom. And inside the pages, she poses on the beach as the tides watches in, wearing a hot pink petal-inspired top with bright green buttons. Megan's one of three cover stories, uh, cover stars for the 2021 issue. Also included are tennis champ Naomi Osaka that, that I mentioned earlier, and model and actress Lena Bloom, who makes history as the first transgender cover star. Megan also recalls being inspired by Tyra Banks, the first black model to land a solo cover in 1997, and Beyonce, who covered the publication for its 2007 edition, uh, issue. The issue, which is going to be out on Actually, tomorrow, July 22nd, featured two other musical stars, Tanachi and Anita, as well as past Sports Illustrated swim cover models, including Olivia Culpo, Jasmine Sanders, and Kate Bach. And Colin Farrell decided to wear a fat suit for his role as Penguin in the Batman after suffering a few little health things when he gained weight for TV series The North Water. 
uh, Penguin is known for his sporty figure, but Collins was determined that he wouldn't pile on the pounds in real life for the part because of the ongoing struggles he experienced from doing that before. And this is what he said. He said, quote, I had been quite big for the North Water, and I didn't want to naturally go big again because I had a few little health things as a result of the North Water. I know the top actors that go up and down, and God bless them. I wish them good health. But for me, I think the North Water is the last time I'll go up that much. So we decided on a fat suit, unquote. Colin added that makeup artist Mike Marino, who is working on the Batman, is a drawing, sculpting, shaping genius. However, the actor doesn't have a huge amount of screen time in the film, which starred Robert Patterson as the Tyler Kate Crusader. Uh, Collins did mention that he's only in five or six scenes. Wow. And LeBron James has had the last, no, I should say he had the last laugh with Space Jam, a new legacy box office performance. Having faced critics ahead of its release, the movie has squashed all doubt after he debuted atop the box office in North America. The standalone sequel to 1996 Space Jam brought an estimated $32 million on its opening weekend, edging out Black Widow from the top seat. It was the best opening weekend by a Warner Brothers movie during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, beating Godzilla vs. Kong, which opened to $31.6 million on its first three-day weekend. Celebrating the box office feed, James tweeted on Saturday, July 17, he said, quote, hi, haters, along with the deadline article of the box office results. The L.A. Lakers star also retreated directors Malcolm D. Lee, who wrote, quote, many thanks to the fans, we made this for you, and reward us with your presence, unquote. Uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Triumph debut pushes Black Widow to the second place this week with an estimated addition of $26.3 million. The Scarlett Johansson starring film had garnered $131 million in North America and $264 million globally. Another new release, Sony's Escape Room, the Tournament of Champions, come in third with an estimated $8.8 million. And F9 trailed behind at fourth with approximately $7.6 million, followed by the Boss Baby Family Business, which plunges two places to the fifth spot with an estimated $4.7 million. Nick Jonas has adopted a new fresh-faced look ahead of his new film about music legend Frankie Valli. The 28-year-old has shaved off his stubble for the first time in a long time as he prepares for the Jersey Boys movie. The jealous singer posted footage of himself shaving. His wife, Priyanka Chopra, clearly approves of her man's new look. She posted emojis of a smiley face with heart eyes, a heart, and a fire in the comment section of Nick's Instagram post. Graham King, the brains behind the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic, is reportedly plotting the project, which is rumored to be similar to the Hamilton event, which aired on Disney Plus last summer. Frankie Valley was previously portrayed by John Lloyd Mill Young in Broadway and in the 2014 movie version directed by Clint Eastwood. The rest of the band members were played by Eric Bergen, Michael Lamita, and Vincent Piazza in the big screen adaptation. Nick Jonas has been singing since he was young as a Disney star alongside his two brothers, Kevin and Joe Jonas. 
With the Jonas Brothers, he dropped five studio albums. The latest one, Happiness Begins, came out in 2019. The former Disney star appeared in numerous TV shows on the Mouth House channel and starred in movies like Careful What You Wish For, Goat, Jamaji, Welcome to the Jungle, and Jamaji, The Next Level. And Zac Efron thanked the production team behind Down to Earth with Zac Efron after winning the first Emmy of his career on Sunday night. The 33-year-old actor took home the award for Outstanding Daytime Program host for his role on the Netflix documentary series, which saw him travel to places such as Puerto Rico, London, Iceland, Costa Rica, and Peru. Following his uh, his success, Zach, who shot to international stardom as Troy Bolton in the High School Musical series, wrote on Twitter, quote, wow, never expected this and so grateful. A huge thanks to Daytime Emmy, Netflix, and our small but powerful crew down to earth who made this show what it is. And most of all, thanks all of you for watching and enjoying the D2E, This Is For You, unquote. Elsewhere, uh, Karuchi Tran claimed her first individual Daytime Emmy Award of her career as a winner in the fiction and lifetime field, uh, lifestyle field were announced. Uh, Karuchi, who's 33, was named the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Daytime Fiction Program for her role as Vivian Johnson in the web series The Bay. She won the Outstanding Digital Daytime Drama Series Gong in 2016 and 2017 for producing the series. Meanwhile, other big-name winners include Diego Luna, who took home two awards for his work on Pan E. Circa, Circo, uh, while Andy Serkis won the award for Outstanding Guest Performer in a daytime fiction program for his role in The Letter for the Kin. The Jeopardy's Greatest of All Time special claimed the award for the award for Outstanding Writing Team for a daytime nonfiction special. And the show, which aired last year, saw some of its best ever contestants pitted against each other. During the acceptance speech, writer Michael Loud dedicated the award to the late Jeopardy host Alec Trebek, who passed away in November at the age of 80. Right now we have uh, 14 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That was new music from Donnie Osmond. That's right, Donnie Osmond called Who. Donnie, you got a hit on your hands. <laughs> Donnie Osmond, the 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 duel, one half duel of Donnie and Marie Osmond. So congratulations to Donnie for that's a that's a hit right there. Right now we got eleven minutes left remaining in the show, and for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, the production on House of the Dragon was forced to stop due to COVID nineteen exposure. The UK filming for the prequel series of Game of Thrones was shut down as a production team in Zona A test positive for COVID nineteen, and that's according to Variety. Report claimed that the positive production member is currently isolating, and those who came in contact with the crew member are also isolating per the set guidelines. It was said that filming is expected to begin again today. This marked the third time for filming in the U.K. to be halted because of COVID-19 in the last few days. And prior to this, uh, Netflix Bridgerton shut down its season two production after two members of the production team tested positive for COVID-19, as those who came in contact with the infected people are currently in isolation. And bosses at the show allegedly staged a crisis meeting to determine the right time to resume the work safely. And COVID-19 has reportedly shut down production on the 10th season of the TV hit American Horror Story. Filming on Ryan Murphy anthology series has been paused for several days after a crew member tested positive for the coronavirus, and this is according to Deadline. Production was kicked started in uh, December 2020 after it got delayed by the COVID-19 pandemic. The filming suspension will likely last at least until the end of the week. The show set to launch on August 25th will feature Francis Conroy, Sarah Polson, Lily Rabe, Finn Whitrock, Macaulay Culkin, and uh, Kaya Gerber. It was given the title of American Horror Story Double Feature and will offer two parts with two separate stories. AHS isn't the only TV show shut down by the coronavirus in recent days. Again, the production of Bridgerton and the House of Dragon in the U.K. also paused last week following the COVID positives. Actress Mila Kunis is diving head first into the NFT, the non-fungible token industry, by turning her new animated series into a digital collectible. The Bad Mom star has been busy developing the comedy Stoner Cats with a group of mystery collaborators who are the brains behind films like Toy Story 2, Happy Feet, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, and Space Jam, A New Legacy. She came up with the idea of turning the project into digital art after becoming fed up of the lack of creative control artists have over their own projects once they are sold to network officials. So she wanted to do something about it. The series will launch later this month, but will only be available to view to a limited number of people who have purchased NFTs to gain access to the online material. Kunis has yet to announce the full lineup of cast members, but both she and her husband, actor Ashton Kutcher, are among those lending the vocal talents to the innovative project. Bridget Monaghan has been spotted on the set of the Sex and the City reboot. The actress portrayed the second wife of Chris North, Mr. Big, Natasha Naginsky, on the original HBO series, and content creator Gregory Lidley had shared a clip of Bridget apparently shooting, and just like that, on location in Soho here in New York City. The Blue Blood star could be seen getting out of a car and walking into a building in the clip. Bridget appeared in seven episodes of the hit show between 1999 and 2000. 
Actor Jason Momoa is taking his love of rock climbing to TV with a new competition series. The Aquaman star has joined forces with professional climber Chris Sharma for the climb on which amateur will put their skills to the test via a series of tough mental and physical challenges in an effort to be crowned the world. The series has been given an eight-episode order by officials at the U.S. streaming service HBO Max, and executive producer Momoa couldn't be more excited to get stuck into the project. A launch date has yet to be announced. Jason Momoa was last seen in Zack Snyder's Justice League, released earlier this year. He will next star in action thriller Sweet Girl and sci-fi Dune. He also uh, he has also been signed on to reprise his DC superhero character in Aquaman and the, the Lost Kingdom, and take on a role in another comic book adaptation, Slumberland. Willow Smith has had uh, had her head shaved on stage on Friday, July 16, while she performed "Whip My Hair" during a streaming event to celebrate her new album release. The singer marked the launch of Lately I Feel Everything with a Facebook Live event accompanied by Ariel Levine and Travis Barker, who both appear on some of the new tracks. During the show, she sat on a stool and continued singing and playing guitar on a punk version of her 2010 hit single while a crew member approached with a pair of clippers and shaved off her afro. It's not the first time Willow had rocked the bald look. In 2012, she shaved her head during her Whip My Hair tour. Her dad, Will Smith, previously admitted it was a wake-up call from him as he'd been pushing his daughter, who was just 11 at the time, to continue her concert commitments when she repeatedly expressed her will to go home. Kanye West may get personal with his new album, but he's not making it into a Kim Kardashian diss record. Following claims that the rapper compared his marital home to a prison in one of his new songs, a new report begs to differ. Debunking the previous story, multiple sources tell Page Six that Kanye doesn't rap anything negative about his estranged wife on the new album, let alone compare himself to being a prisoner or rapping about her taking everything. A so-called insider close to the former couple tell the news outlet that while confirming that it's emotional and personal, the source insists it's not negative at all. Previously, it was reported that Kaye broke down in tears after playing Welcome to My Life during a listening party in Las, uh, Las Vegas on Saturday, July 18. In the song, he addressed his personal issues in the last two years, including his split from Kim, a meltdown on Twitter, and his failed bid to become U.S. president. He reportedly likened his marital home with Kim in Calabasas, Los Angeles, to a jail as he allegedly rapped, tell the assassin I escaped from Calabasas. A source at the listening party told The Sun, it's a very deep, sad song about Kanye with his reflecting on his marriage with Kim. The source also added that he talked about his uh, his kids and mentioned her taking everything after he played the song. He paused for like two minutes and cried. It was really somber. Kanye's new album, which is titled Dunda, after his late mother, is expected to be released on Friday, July 23rd. One day prior, he is set to hold a formal listening party at Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Tickets go on sale at 5 p.m. on July 22nd. 
and pop star Big Time Rush are heading back to the stage to perform together for the first time in seven years. Kendall Smith, James Maslow, Carlos Pena Vega, a.k.a. Carlos Pena Jr., and Logan Henderson embarked on an indefinite hiatus in 2014 at the conclusion of the live world tour, but now the members are getting the band back together for a new series of gigs. Sharing the news via Twitter on Monday, July 19th, the stars wrote, quote, We are back. It's been a minute, but we couldn't be more excited to see you. Let's make up for lost time, unquote. The post was accompanied by a silly video in which an announcer declared that the people of the world are ready for a combat of epic proportions. Together, these four men will once again live, live it big time. The show must go on. The world needs big time rush. The, uh, the quartet will return to the stage for two concerts in December, one in Chicago, Illinois, and the second right here in New York City. The reunion news come after the old pals connected virtually at the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis in early 2020 and served up a tweet treat for fans uh, by dropping an acoustic version of their 2010 song, Worldwide. Post Malone, Drake, and NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Youngboy Never Broke Again, still managed to earn big bucks amid the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Billboard's 2020 Moneymakers list, which was published on Monday, July 19, the trio were the three highest-earning hip-hop artists. Following Taylor Swift, who returned to number one, Post moved up to number two after placing number six on 2019's list. He earned $23.2 million in total, including $12.4 million from touring prior to the lockdown and $8.1 million from streaming. He earned an additional $2 million from publishing. As for Drake, he took Post's last year's spot after taking home $14.2 million. He pulled in $11.7 million just from streaming alone and $1.9 million from publishing. Youngboy, meanwhile, grabbed the number nine overall spot. He earned $10 million in combined streaming royalties, including over $1.4 billion in video streams, $6.2 billion in audio streams, and almost $7 billion in overall combined streams. Securing the 10th rank on the list with Little Baby, the Drip Too Hard Spitter ranked in $9.1 million from streaming thanks to his chart-topping album, My Turn, which 12 songs simultaneously charted on the Billboard Hot 100. He earned an additional $2.2 million from publishing and $253,000 from two concerts. Other MCs included in the 2020 Billboard Money Maker list with Eminem at number 14 with $9.7 million, Little Izzy Vert at number 15 with 9.5, The Baby at number 17 with 9.1, and Future at number 22 with 8.2. Roddy Rich, meanwhile, landed at number 24 with 7.4 million, and Rod Wave landed at number 25 with 7.37 million. As for Kanye West, he ranked at number 30 with 6.3 million. Travis Scott, in the meantime, jumped four spots after ranking. 39th last year. Ronnie Wood, Rod Stewart, and Kenny Jones are recording new music as the faces for the first time in nearly 50 years. Although the surviving bandmate has reunited a few times live in recent years, 
Their last album of new material before splitting in 1975 was 1973's Ooh La La. Original Faces member Ronnie Lane and Ian McLangan has both passed away. Uh, the remaining trio has been recording together in between Wood's studio session with his Rolling Stone frontman Mick Jagger. Stewart, Wood, and Jones most recently reunited to perform at a charity show in 2015, staged a private gig in 2019, and made, it made a brief appearance at the 2020 Brits Award. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>